Alright, so we're joined. You can just uh, say Z. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> it we'll, just, matter. we'll just say we're joined by Steve Z of Three Z's GSPs. How about that? There wow, that's a mouthful <laughs> right there. there. That's the easiest way to do it. And if anybody, if there's some miracle, somebody even knows who I am, they're only going to know the Instagram. So that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm sure there's a there's a quite a few people that know who you are, but. Um, you know, like I said, thanks for joining us. Um, it was a pleasure to get to hunt with you this past season. Um, I hope we can do it again this year, whether it's here, whether it's Kansas, wherever it may be. Um, but yeah, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about where you're from, um, where you're at now and kind of what got you into, to bird dogs. Yeah, sure. No, I'm, uh, I'm obviously Steve Zazaro. I'm from Northern New Jersey. Um, I, Actually, obviously, I've been on the GDIY podcast, so I've done my little intro, so I'll try to keep it uh, short at best. But, um, you know, I'm a, what a, everyone, I guess, now likes to call an adult onset hunter. So, you know, I never really had in, anyone in my family that hunted before. I'm kind of like the first one besides my great-grandfather, who I never really met. But, um, you know, it was kind of just like on a whim one day, went to a preserve. You know, everyone's kind of heard this story before. Me and my buddy were bored, went to a preserve hired a guide. He pulls up with a trailer full of dogs. I didn't even know what that was, obviously, at the time. He pulls up, lets a couple short hairs out, you know, and we bought a bunch of pheasants. Next thing I know, this dog's running out into the field in front of us, locking up on point, and we're shooting birds over it. And I'm like an extreme hobbyist, I like to call myself. So when I see something that I like, I'm like, this is just something I have to try and do, and I'm never going to stop doing it until I'm as good as I can be at it. And I was always just a dog person, so it just literally fell like into place. Um, and I literally have been chasing that little dream of having a bird dog since that day at that preserve. And I mean, you guys know now that I'm pretty well into it, you know, three <laughs> dogs and trialing and hunting and traveling as much as I humanly can with them. But, um, you know, that's the short, quick background of my hunting journey and story into bird dogs. Yeah, I think that's why we we kind of connected so well because I mean it's basically the exact same way that we got started. You know, mm -hmm. um, I had a buddy that took me probably five or six years ago to a preserve hunt. Um, we did that. I thought it was great. I moved away for you know for work and stuff. And then once I came back, you know, I got a short hair. And even then, I still wanted just a short hair just to have a short hair. But then once me and Jordan started doing it and started seeing it you know, a dog that could point and retrieve a bird. And it was just, I'm kind of the same as you. Like I'm an extreme hot, like if I find something I want to do, then that's what I'm going to do. It consumes every part of you and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, yeah. that's what I at least tell myself. That's why I spend all the money on all this crap. I didn't know what a bird dog was. I mean, I had heard probably the term gun dog a bunch, you know, around here, a lot of people have pet labs, but you know, They'll also take that lab every now and again out duck hunting, possibly. I didn't know anyone myself that did that, but, you know, you know, I had known it existed. But when the short hair, like I said, got out of that truck that day at the preserve, it was just something I had never seen before. And that image itself is what stuck in my mind. And, you know, what I do? I went home that night. I'm on Google and I'm looking up short hairs on point and this and that and <laughs> didn't know anything and watching videos and bullshit. But, uh. Yeah, no, I got, I got sucked into that breed and honestly, you know, I love, I love the breed. I love everything about it. Yeah. I love that they're crazy kind of like I am and high energy like I am. So we go, we get along well, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, I've obviously seen a bunch of dogs now and I, I love them all. I really do. And I'm sure someday I'll own a couple different breeds probably, but I'll always have a uh, short hair or two or maybe even three, you know, in the kennel. That's for sure. And you currently have three total? Yeah, I got the three. So there's uh, Xena, who's two and a half. Echo's, you know, just a few months shy of that. She's also two and a half about. And then uh, Ruby, who just turned nine months today, actually. Sweet. And you got Ruby and Xena. Are they from similar lines, like similar kennel? They're similar lines, same breeder. Um, so they actually... Let's see if I can remember this off the top of my head. Their great grand dam, basically, and one of their dams are the same dog. 
So the lines are very, very similar. Um, bred by different people. Um, their doms were bred by different people, but I got them from uh, the same breeder. So that's why that, you know, that same all white body, liver head, which I can't stop looking at and getting addicted to. I'm already looking at other litters that I can't get or afford or <laughs> any of that. <laughs> well, I think that's a, the classic short hair, you know, is the, you know, now I, I think that the liver roams and the blacks are more popular now, but I think your, your classic short hair people, they want the white with the liver head and, and the patching and ticking and things of that nature. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure I'll get in trouble somewhere for saying this, but the, the American short haired pointer, that's what you mean. Exactly. <laughs> the white one, <laughs> the ones that they, the ones, you know, people started playing with to get those, uh, little race cars out of them. Yeah, exactly. And the, the size of the short hair now is, is way different than it, than it used to be. You know, uh, you know, Xena is a good sized dog, Oof. but there's a lot of dogs that are very tiny. <laughs> Zena's a yeah yeah Zena's forty pound forty two you know goes forty two forty five, but Ruby at nine months she's only thirty three pounds she's a, she's a tiny dog there's no doubt about that but I like uh, sometimes I like that coming in with the small dog and showing up and when that small one starts running that fast you know it starts to impress people and <laughs> yeah. it catches you off, it catches you off guard and I like that I like catching people off guard. Yeah, I mean, it just shows the, the difference with the with the breedings. I mean, I've, you know, I've got Teddy. Teddy's just turned three. He's probably he's probably about your typical breed standard. He's probably 55, 57 pounds. Um, and then we have I have Timber, who's nine months old. Um, she's probably forty five ish. But then we got um, we've got we went visit. I don't know if you. You've probably seen pictures of her, but Ash, um, the short hair that yeah. me and Jordan have, we co-own. Uh, she's what, f four months old? Yeah, so two. she's 18 weeks, and I weighed her two days ago, and she was 42 pounds. <laughs> At 18 weeks old. <laughs> and I can see how nervous you are. I can hear how yeah. nervous you are about yeah, that Yeah, she's right going now. to the kennel <laughs> real soon. <laughs> the, uh, last time I was at the vet with her to get her 16-week shots, the vet was like, where'd you get this dog from? So I told her the backstory behind it. And she goes, you know, this dog's going to be close to 80 pounds, right? But exactly then, what we're saying, you know, the, the breed is, there's so much difference just within the breed. And honestly, that's another thing that I kind of like about it so much. And one of the reasons I actually love Echo so much because Echo, Zena and Ruby, they're not even close to the same dog. Yeah, they're short hairs, but they're not close to the same dog. They don't do the same things at all. They don't act the same way at all. And, you know, and that's kind of, like I just said, one thing that I love about them even more. The difference within the breed is, is there's a lot, and I like to see that. And it shows, you know, when you go to compete against them or hunt with them. And I love seeing different stuff, man. I mean, that's what we all like, right? We like to hunt with different people, see different dogs, see different styles. It's, it's, all, it's all fun and it's all good. It's, it's interesting when you talk about that, though, with the, the differences in the breed, because um, I don't know if you're a reader or not, but like, I'm reading Robert Whaley's um, book on Snakefoot, and you know he goes oh, yeah, in it. his in his breeding. You know he he wants every dog basically, for lack of a better term, to come out the exact same, to have the exact mm -hmm. same confirmations um, and things of that nature. So it's just, it's just interesting how, to me, short hairs are so different in the same breed. And now, don't get me wrong, every dog has outliers and things of that nature, but like. It's just very interesting when everybody starts talking about breeding, how, how quickly you can light somebody's fire and you know, oh, no, my short hair should look like this or my pointer should look yeah. like this. Well, that's why I said, I don't even know if I should say anything, but you know, <laughs> I, already, I already jumped into that. So that's all right. Like that's, you know, that's why we live in America, you know, give everybody their opportunity <laughs> to do whatever, you know, whatever suits you. That's what you need to pursue and be happy with you know if you're happy yeah, you know no. i've got a pointer in the in the kennel down there that i love him to death but he would never win anything um off of his based off his looks he's got a tail right. that when he points it'll touch his back and he's as got you a know, yeah. You're, yeah as you know you're a you're a trial guy like he wouldn't even get looked at like he he could run some of the best right. races and he'll never win anything. They won't even, they'll just keep riding on. They won't even look. 
But you know what? He, I mean, he's only a year old, so we'll see what he turns into. But I, I think he's going to be a hell of a dog. He's got, he's got so far in his puppy age. He, to me, he runs a, a pretty damn close to an all age race. I mean, he's a, he's a big running dog. He's, he's smart as hell, but I'll never, I mean, I'll never, I'll probably take him to some trials in the fall. Like, I don't care if I place or anything, I just want to do it for the experience, but, and for him to get that experience. Be careful. Like, Be careful. <laughs> most addicting experience of all time. Well, I've been talking a lot to Terry Ann, which I think, I think, you know, Terry Ann. Um, yeah, I started, of course. I trained with her a little bit. Um, she did our logo and stuff. So I've trained with her last week. Nice. And I don't know. I think I'm just going to do it. Like it, I, it can't she get talked much more addicting than it is. You talked yeah. to her. I know she it can't be, it can't be much more addicting than it already is. So <laughs> you'll see. That's what I said. <laughs> Last week, I'm looking at horses online, so I want to hear you. <laughs> well, that's what like I was talking to Darrell last I don't know last week sometime. You know, he he just bought a horse, and he's like, as soon as he bought a I horse, he, he texts me. He's like, all right, it's your you're turn. up. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> you know, that might be a friendship that I don't really want to get going. You know, if I start talking to him, it's not going to be a good thing. And actually, I. I know I will because I did. Um, I actually did have a got a hunt planned with him this past fall that kind of fell through, you know, because of COVID and whatnot. I know he had a little scare with his family at the time, so we uh, just decided to push it to next year. So I am going to get together with him at some point, and I know that's going to be uh, an interesting Dangerous. day hanging out with him. Yeah, it's, he's a great I'm guy. Actually, I'm actually, I'm very excited for it. You'll have to let us know when you go down because we're we're going to go down. Um, probably going to hunt three or four days down there. Um, I had a blast okay. down there. It's so much different than, than North Carolina um, with the way they do everything down there and things of that nature. And uh, We're going to get together again with him and hunt, I don't know, one or two days with him and then kind of do it on our own for a couple of days as well. Yeah, for sure. No, we'll definitely, we'll have to talk about that because that's kind of what I was, you know, obviously I'm going to go down there and meet up with him, but I'd love to spend some more days myself, you know, going around with the dogs because I'm going to bring my dogs down and that, that'd yeah. be a cool thing. Yeah. And I know you, obviously you're not going to drive down there just for the day like I did. I mean, you got a quite a long ways to go to get down there. <laughs> Don't tempt me. You know, I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I did. I got up at like, I had a a nightmare with airbnb that we, that weekend and uh basically i i got i left my house at like midnight got down there like eight o'clock in the morning hunted all day till like six o'clock at night walked like 15 or 16 miles and then got in a truck and drove back home <laughs> sounds like your michigan trip where you just drove straight through and then just got out of the truck and you were like you know what we drove we're, we're hunting let's get out and let's yeah. hunt Exactly. I mean, might as well do it, right? Love that about, I love that about you guys. No quit. Zero. None. I mean, you know, with work and as busy as we are, like... That's our getaway. That's what I got to <laughs> do. I mean, you know, um, it brings you at peace. I mean, yeah, I might be dog tired after driving 14 hours over straight through the night, but like, so, hey, man, we owe it to the dogs, you know, we put all this time and stuff into them and and I mean, that's what it really boils down to. Yeah. I might not want to walk an extra five miles or whatever after driving that amount of time, but it's all for them. I mean, they've been cooped up in the kennel or in the trailer or whatever for the last 14 to 16 hours. They're just ready to stretch their legs. So got to do oh, it. Oh Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I feel you. And I didn't mean to get us way too off topic there, but you know, that's You're just good, what happens man. when you talking about dogs. That's, that's what this is all about. I mean, like we've said, like, I, if people listen, great. If not, it's just for us. It's for to be able to, to kind of, I guess, follow our journey along and, and be able to talk with some of the people that we meet, meet along the way. Yeah, no, I, and I, you know, I, I'm, so, I'm super glad that I met you guys and obviously connected with you guys, obviously, before we met up. I've seen you guys on Instagram and I know you guys were doing a lot of stuff and it's just nice to finally connect with the people that you talk to and see on, you know, social media and whatnot. And it, we finally connected and we had just, you know, we had a 
phenomenal day, honestly, in my experience, whether you guys thought we did or not, I know you guys think we did, but you know, we had, we had a nice day. We had a long day. There's no doubt about that. We put, you guys put the work in, we put walking in and everything, but you know, when push came to shove, whether or not it all came together at the end with that bird or not, you know, just meeting you guys and you guys being as genuine as you are is like you said, what it's all about. And I'm glad that we kind of facilitated this relationship and friendship and it's going to be fun, man. You know, we're going to meet up in the future and have more bird hunts and run dogs. And I'm, I'm excited for that. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, we're the same way. I mean, it, it was a blast. Give a, give us your, your recap of that hunt. Obviously, as you already said, we, we met on Instagram. Um, I think, I think the first time you though mentioned about like quail hunting North Carolina, you just shot me a message and was like, Hey, like, what do I need to look for? And my, <laughs> I mean, my immediate response was just like, just let me go. Like, let me go with you. Like, not that I didn't want to take, you know, <laughs> don't, I would come here alone and, don't come here yeah. alone and not call me basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was more of just like, let's get together. Like I wanted to meet more people. Like I felt like me and you would have gotten along. Like, which is like, you know what? Like, and I, I felt like basically a big reason why I didn't just say, Hey, this is what you need to look for or just send you a pin was honestly at the, where I was at at that time. Like, I felt like I couldn't explain it in words. You know what I mean? Like I knew what I was, yeah, sure. I knew what to look for, but like me being able to tell you, cause you've never hunted down here in the Southeast and it being in, in the pine, like I wouldn't have been able to explain it to you in words. So that's why I was just like, you know what? Like, tell me when you're coming and I'll make it happen with work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was, it was awesome, man. I mean, if I could, uh, I could try to throw down a quick recap. I mean, I mean, you guys will be able to do it better than me. You know what we did, where we were, the times, and this and that. You guys, I mean, you guys really had it all down pat when I got there. I mean, I showed up and basically I showed up to a guided hunt. Not that I didn't know, did know. I mean, but that's basically what it was. And I obviously appreciated that. And I appreciated the hell out of it. You know, you guys basically, you told me where to meet you in the morning. And I made sure I was in the exact spot you told me to meet you. And I think you guys said that this was kind of like your hot spot. This was like the spot to be in. And we got out, we got out early and you guys had heard calling, if I remember correctly, before I had pulled up, because you guys were probably there two and a half hours early because you wanted <laughs> to be there to make sure everything was set up right. And I, I do appreciate that. Um, but you guys had heard the calling and, you know, we got the dogs out of the truck and we started working and, you know, it, it was, it was all fun for, quite a while obviously and we had heard i think sporadic shooting you know here and there from other people but we weren't getting into too much you know i know we had we got into it maybe a woodcock maybe into that first cover we were in i don't remember exactly yeah i think we got in one woodcock in the first cover yeah and that was actually after i think echo had pointed uh that little roosting spot right after yep. we had gotten yep. out of the truck but um yeah no we didn't we didn't get into anything quickly, but you know, all the dogs were working good, running good. And you had, you guys, I mean, you guys worked your tails off on your phones basically through Onyx and what you had known. And we were jumping spots and going here and there. And you know, I can't tell you if we were in good spots, bad spots, the right <laughs> spot, the wrong spot, but everything looked good to me and the dogs were running good. And, you know, honestly, just being able to be out there with you guys and talk about, what we were looking at, where we were. Uh, you guys are super knowledgeable about it, to be perfectly honest, way more knowledgeable than me. And I, you know, I like learning. I don't care if it's from someone that's been doing it for five minutes or 500 years, you know, everyone's got something to offer. And I was just there learning from you guys. And it ended up that, you know, I mean, you guys know at the 10th hour, that the 12th hour, that last hour, we were like, you know what? let's just hit that last cover one more time. You know, that one that we heard the birds calling in this morning, you know, they were there. Let's just see if we could catch them in that, in that afternoon. And sure enough, uh, it was Zena, obviously that went on to point, <laughs> had to be Zena, you know, get my blood going just a little bit. And uh, I think we didn't even make it what 50, 60 yards to her. She was out in front of us and, that one bird popped up. I didn't even realize it was a covey because I saw that single bird get up and I tracked that thing. Like my life depended <laughs> on it. 
And then I ended up realizing that more birds got up. I heard you guys shooting, but I took shots and that bird went down and I didn't even, it was like, basically like I blacked out. I basically blacked out at that point because I didn't realize, I was like, holy shit, I hit the bird, first of all. And then I'd look back and Zena was still standing there on point, man. And I know you guys, I told you guys that I wasn't positive that she would stand for much. You know, we were just hunting and I wasn't going to be too harsh on her, but there she was, man. She was standing there when we looked back. And I attempted to send her for a retrieve as if she would even pick it up. But I think it maybe Echo picked it up or somebody. But I, we had a hell of a time finding it. But we found that bird. And I know we worked hard to find it. And we worked hard to get it up. And it was honestly like the epitome of a great experience. You know, we didn't even need that bird, to be perfectly honest. We, I had a hell of a day with you guys just walking. And that bird really just put it all together and put the icing on the cake and just made it the perfect experience. Yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of a, I think that day was a big turning point for both of us, um, kind of proving to ourselves that southeast quail hunting is hard. Everybody knows that. We don't have the birds that we used to. We're not like Kansas, Oklahoma, areas like that. But at least for me, that was kind of the turning point where I can be a guide and I can take people and give them that first bird. Um, not saying that that's going to happen every single time, but being able to put the miles in and put the time in and see the work in your dog. It kind of took the shooting part out for me. Like I would rather stand back just like with you and film it, take pictures of it and, you know, make that a memorable moment for everybody included. Yeah. I think that for, for me, the way I looked at it was, you know, obviously me and you, we had talked, we were, we were going on this hunt as, as friends, you know, we'd never hunted, we never even met. Um, but we were, we were going on this hunt as friends and whether, whether you looked at it this way, we probably didn't, but the way I looked at it was, this was my first guide. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I can prove to myself and us as a team, if we can do this, like, because that is our eventual goal is we'll to start doing that this season. But we wanted the true wild bird experience because to my knowledge, there's nobody in North Carolina that does it other than Stephen Faust and he does woodcock and grouse. There's not a quail guide in North Carolina in my, I mean, if people listen and, and they know that somebody is then great, like, let me know. Like I have no problems about it, but it's just something that it's near and dear to our heart. So we looked at it as that opportunity and, you know, it was, it was great. Like to watch you shoot that bird and yeah, I shot into the covey and missed, but like, that was just, that was the coolest experience. Like, you didn't know you had two triggers. Yeah, I didn't know I had two triggers. Like, I'm shooting your gun. Like, just remember, like, being able to see you and, like, how happy you were, like, to shoot that bird. Like, that was awesome. Like, that was probably one of the most. Oh, I can smile ones. right now thinking about it. I'm still happy about that bird. Trust me, I'll think about that bird for a long time, and I won't, I won't forget it. I mean, the whole experience, man, like I said. And, I'm, you know, I, I knew that we were going into it kind of like, somewhat like a guided hunt, but somewhat like a friendship. And, you know, I, I was going to appreciate the experience anyway. And like I said, I mean, the whole day, there was nothing, there was nothing that I wouldn't have. <laughs> I don't want to say it this way, but I'll just do it because it's easier. There's nothing that I, I would have gladly have paid for that experience without having shot that bird. Now I'm not going to say everyone's going to be that way, but you know, there's no right. doubt that you guys put the work in, you put the time in, you know, you put me and my own dogs included, not even just your dogs in the right covers, in the right places. And look, I mean, it, it worked. It, it, and why won't it work again for you guys? I don't see why it wouldn't, you know, obviously, like you said, you can't promise anybody anything, but you know, you guys are, there's no doubt you're putting the work in and people will see that and i think that'll uh translate to good things for you guys and i'm excited about it for your future oh, i appreciate that yeah i mean it was the only the only experience with that day that i i wish we could have changed was the but it also made made it more memorable was the the getting cut off by the guy with like 18 <laughs> dogs on the ground yeah. by himself <laughs> uh, having his dog come hunt with us and point a woodcock right in front of us and <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, if we were in different places, you know, <laughs> that bird <laughs> went down. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but it, it was a it was a good time, um, and I, I again I appreciate you coming with us and 
and things, but, um, where, where else did you hunt? Obviously you hunted in New Jersey. Um, and obviously you, your woodcock. The most fun place ever to hunt, New Jersey. <laughs> and you're, you're woodcock hunting and quail hunting there. Is that right? Yeah. The quail, uh, the quail hunting here is a state program. It's put in, put and take same thing as the pheasant program. Um, I just like the quail program because one, obviously I like quail, but not that it's like actually quail hunting. It's just, honestly, there's less pressure. Um, a lot more people like the pheasant hunting here. So I go out, honestly, I go out on the non-stocking days and I do the quail hunting, you know, I have the dogs and I know the dogs will put in the time and the work and range out. So we do pretty good on the non-stocking days for the quail here. But, um, yeah, Woodcock is, I'm going to say new. I mean, everything's kind of new to me. I'm only, you know, in this bird dog world game for three years, three and a half years. So everything's kind of new, but the Woodcock, I kind of targeted and really focused on this year. Like I said, I think I told you guys before we started uh, with my one friend, he's kind of like a Woodcock addict and uh, he kind of really gave me the bug pretty bad. And, you know, the more I started looking at it and realizing that it's the best opportunity for us here because it is the only wild bird and uh, gives the dogs the best opportunity. You know, I'm always trying to look for opportunities to work on wild birds, obviously. But um, yeah, the woodcock hunting here was a lot of fun. And since New Jersey is not the, you know, it's not a giant state, we made it all the way down to South Jersey. You know, the furthest point of South Jersey is about three hours. So we hunted all over the state this year and we had, you know, we had good success. We had a good year um, finding birds, maybe not shooting them, but <laughs> finding them, we had good success. But uh, beyond Jersey, um, I came down by you guys and uh, I did woodcock hunt down by you guys uh, with some friends before we did the quail hunt. And we actually had a, we had a nice day. We put up a good amount of birds and shot a couple and that was a lot of fun. And then I also did, uh, I did Kansas in December, which was, uh, which was obviously a blast. And <laughs> it was so much fun that the day I left, I told the guy that had the Airbnb that I will absolutely be back next year. And I left him the deposit. So I am already going back this year. <laughs> wow. And you guys, you guys mostly, you guys fo focused on quail out there, correct? Yeah. You know, I, I, I love Woodcock, but I'm quail addicted, man. I really love quail and I love the quail hunting. I love the excitement of the covey rise. And I mean, honestly, the excitement is how many birds are going to be it and how is it going to scare the shit out of me this time? And am I actually going to be able to shoot one? So yeah, when we went, well, I went out there and one of my buddies came with me who doesn't have a dog. Uh, when we went to Kansas, my goal was to, you know, shoot a wild Bob or find a wild Bob and chase them. And, uh, we actually did pretty good. Um, the first day, you know, being the way I am, I was insistent on just doing it all on my own and trying to find the birds on my own and use Onyx and, you know, the, all the e-scouting I had did prior to going out and whatnot. And we did, we did, we found one wild covey on the first day, wasn't ready to shoot it. Nobody knew what was going on and it totally just escaped from us without even shots going off. But we did find one and I was happy about that to find the next day, um, you know, walking in six, seven fields for eight, nine, 10 hours and not finding a single bird, you know, maybe a while, a single wild flush here and a rooster getting out in front of us about <laughs> 300 yards in front of us, not even shoot, you know, not even, and I, you couldn't even think about shooting at it, but, um, I had uh, connected with someone out there. I mean, maybe you guys know uh, Edgar Edgar Castillo, uh, Hunt Birds on Instagram. I'm sure you probably know that. Um, I connected yeah. with him out there, and I mean, honestly, just what a what a great guy and a, a great ambassador for hunting and all hunting, not even just upland hunting in Kansas. Um, I I hooked up with him and we spent some time with him the next two days, and uh, I mean we got into some good coveys, man. We were chasing birds for literally basically felt like two days straight and I couldn't get enough of it. Couldn't hit one, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, 
but my dogs were putting people on birds and people were shooting birds and you know that was all it was all fun man i just to see my dogs doing it and finding wild birds and finding wild coveys was what it was all about and i i was i was super frustrated about my shooting there's no doubt about that you could ask some of the guys that were there but you know that just kind of gets me going to uh get back out there and get after it again so like i said i'll be out there again this year chasing him again that's one of the cool things i've talked to him a couple of times on instagram he's a he's a great guy he's all he's been seems very willing to help and and things of that nature oh yeah and he wasn't i mean we went out there and ended up meeting um another guy from he was from uh, upstate new york actually does a good bit of grouse and woodcock hunting there um he had hooked up with edgar while he was out there and he had he was you know hunting with him and we were able to hunt with him for two days and you know i talked to him now and he's not local but only a few hours from me here so hopefully i uh end up connecting with him as well and do some grouse hunting so you know made another connection through edgar you know at home for me while i was out in kansas you know that just that speaks volumes obviously of him of how nice of a guy he is and how many people you know he helps out and is willing to help it was really cool yeah that's really cool all right so what's going on now so like obviously you guys i'm a little <laughs> jealous now like with you guys because you guys can trial now like here it's already like the last three days has been like 90 degrees freaking dying oh, humidity and it's <laughs> awful uh <laughs> But so obviously you're, you're trialing now. What what kind of trials are you going to? Like, are you going to AKC trials? Or are you going to GSP trials? I am, as I like to say, um, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> um, I am playing a lot in the AKC trials, you know, AKC horseback trials, walking, obviously. Um, I am not a good rider at all by any means so my biggest you know that is my that is the big thing that i am trying to learn and trying to figure out but it has been mostly akc um i do have the dogs registered um american field you know just for if by chance we end up doing anything and making it anywhere you know like the ngspa you know the national german short-haired pointer association all the championships are american field so I have them registered there and you know if we make it to that level we make it to that level but right now it's just the akc uh horseback game kind of have you done any of the walking as well or are you just mostly i've horseback? done walking so uh with xena and echo i started uh i started doing the walking trials at first because obviously i wasn't even i wasn't just about to hop on the horse i had absolutely no idea what was going on with that so I had done, a, I had done a bunch of walking derbies. Um, the dogs were older than puppy, but you know, in derby age. And I unknowingly, I just like kind of derbied the hell out of them, which, uh, you know, I now know is not the probably right way to go about it. But, uh, I ran them in some walking derbies and we had some early success. You know, I, I didn't know what I was doing, but the dogs, you know, has a nice forward race and is having a couple fines. And at that time, you know, we were pretty good at, they were good with steady to shot at that point. So, you know, we had picked up a couple first places, a couple open derbies and amateur walking derbies. And I'm like, well, you know, if the dogs are going to be succeeding, I'm going to continue doing this. And I can't keep walking because if I want to be successful and be anywhere in the game, you got to get, on that big dog and start following them around. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was fearful of it, but I just kind of just got on one one day and I think it was Zena, if I remember correctly. And I ran her in an open derby on horseback and, uh, we won. So I was like, wow, that was just about the easiest thing I ever did. The dog ran great. I kind of just followed along and we did great, you know, little, Little did I know that <laughs> how much <laughs> you're actually doing up there on the horse as far as handling the dog and where you're moving the dog and what edge you have the dog on and what you're doing. So um, that's where I'm at now. Um, really learning the handling part of the game and being on the horse and riding is the big thing for me right now. Because I know the dogs, um, they're, uh, they're getting good. You know, they're at the point where we can play in the gun dog, you know, stakes. But... Um, 
it's kind of me trying to catch up to them right now. So uh, I don't want them to fall behind. So I'm doing the most I can and getting to trials and riding in galleries. And I'm not good enough to scout for anything yet. But, uh, you know, I'll ride for my dogs. Whether they succeed or not might be my fault. But, um, you know, you got to just get out there and do it. You can't, uh, can't just keep saying it. Get on the horse, you ride. And we've been doing good. You know, I'm, uh, I'm excited about where I'm going with it. And uh, hopefully I don't stop doing it because I, I love the shit out of it, man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been fun to like watch you guys. Um, that's where you talk about, you know, you doing the horseback and finally you just got to jump on the horse. Like that's where, like, I think Terry Ann's story is so crazy to me is that she is doing a lot of these horseback trials and is walking as a walking handler. And I mean, she it's won. Incredible. She won a couple of it's times. It's really incredible stuff. I, I love what she does, whether I she knows that I'd say that or not, but, you know, it's, it's an accomplishment, man. I, you know, I have done it once in a derby and I know how difficult it is and how much pressure you kind of feel on yourself as the handler to keep up and do well for your dog. And, you know, that other guy's basically riding in front, riding away from you on a horse. And you're now, I'm sure she could tell you, and she's probably done it. I've done it. I'm jogging basically to keep up with the dog and the other handler to, you know, have the dog succeed. But, you know, she does, she succeeds, man. And I love watching them too. I love watching her, you know, and I love watching everyone trial. It's, it's fun to see everyone that's involved in it, you know, besides the, the pros and everyone that everybody knows plays the game. I love when new people get involved and I love seeing different people get involved. It's, it's not a scary game. It's, it's just fun. You know, if you always look at it as a learning experience or it's, it's never a bad time. And, you know, I'm saying that now and, you know, how many times I've walked away picking up my dog all pissed off. But, you know, you sit down for a little while after and you think about it. It's it's all for the dogs and it's all fun. Like we like we've been talking about this whole time. So and for me, it's most of our season, you know, hunting's only a few months. So we get to trial. Like you said, it's fortunately we can trial uh, basically till the end of this month into you know, into June, I'll try a little start getting hot and we don't run, you know, there's no reason to run the dogs when it's that hot, but, um, you know, we'll pick up the fall trial season again. And like I said, it's most of our year. So we play this game more than we hunt. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not opposed to having a dead broke hunting dog. I kind of like it. So, uh, it helps out in that aspect too. Yeah. I, I think you bring up a lot of good points there. I mean, especially for you guys, you know, up there, the thing that that I find hard for for us here is all of our trials are basically the end of September through Thanksgiving ish, um, and then they start again in January, and they'll go from January through mid March into March, and that's I mean especially the January through March like that's that's hunting season like I want to trial like don't get me wrong like I want to get into that. I just want I haven't found the, the avenue that I want to try yet. Um, I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure that part out. Um, talking to Terry Ann has, has given me some insight as to what avenue I may want to go down. Um, but it's just, I haven't been able to pull away and, and start try to do trials when I could be chasing wild birds. Like, and again, there's nothing and wrong. I, get like, it. I understand some people want to do one or the other, like, it's just hard to do to do both here. And uh, if I could say one thing about it, I guess I would say this. And honestly, Terry Ann's probably the best person to talk to about it because she does it all. She plays every game. She really yes. does it all with with Zara, and it's it's incredible. But I'm not nearly as good as her, so I was just like, I'm just gonna get another dog. And I'm just going to trial this dog specifically. So that's, um, that's dangerous. That's rude. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, you know, I, I, I kind of at least have somewhat of a plan. I like to tell myself, you know, I'm going to Ruby's nine months old right now. So she's going to trial specifically until uh, hopefully someday she's finished sooner than later, hopefully. But, um, you know, once she's finished, I'm not into uh, looking to um, just trial her to death. You know, 
I finished the dog and I love hunting, man. I'm going to, eventually she will be hunted over and she'll be hunted over a lot, you know, but, um, she's going to play the trial game and get that all under her belt and done. And, and then we can hunt all we want. And, you know, in the off season, what's wrong with getting the dogs into a couple trials here and there when I can, you know, right now I'm doing it as much as I humanly can to get them finished and get them their points and whatnot. But once they're finished, you know, I don't intend on being there every single weekend, but I'm sure at that point I'll have another dog and I'll still be there every weekend. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like I said, uh, I ended up getting a different dog and going that route because I kind of found some, um, I don't want to say issues. It's not the right word at all, but I was, it's diff, you know, it's difficult to go back and forth. You know, I want to shoot a lot of birds over my dog in the fall and I'm going to try to trial it, it come spring. You know, we're going to have a lot of work to do in between that bird season and that trial season. And there is no time. It basically starts right after. So it was hard, like, for say like with echo like i shot a lot of birds over echo this year she just happened to be the one that that happened with <laughs> and uh you know i thought i was going to have a hard time getting her back steady to trial her and i just kind of started throwing her into the trials because i mean i'm going you know i'm not going to not enter the dog if they're there i'm there and i'm going to enter the dog so she's been succeeding and i'm going to be honest i've been surprised because of how many birds we shot and how much we did but, um, you know, I was having trouble with getting her steady because of that. And I got nervous and I just, uh, you know, I got a dog to play the trial game with specifically. Um, I'm not saying that's the answer, but, um, you know. Well, I mean, I think you bring up a good like, point. I mean, that's, the short and, that's the short and long of at least my story about how uh, I'm going to go about it. It's going to make at least my life training the dogs easier and uh, hopefully it makes hunting with them easier down the line. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point because I mean, I think it's it's definitely something that I ran into with, with Teddy um, in the AKC testing. Um, you know, I hunted them all year, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100. I mean, we didn't even do any training, you know, um, pretty much since last October. And then all of a sudden I threw them in a test in what, the end of February or something. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just a totally different like game I mean, you've got to be, it's the same game, but not the same game at all at the same time. Like it's so much different, um, you know, with no collars and things of that nature. Not that, you know, I need a collar for them, but like, it's just, it's just so much different. It feels like, it feels like you're just holding on in a, in a trial, um, or a test, like you're at the mercy of the dog. And then <laughs> when you're hunting, you kind of, you guys are more of a team, like, I don't know. I guess that's probably a bad way of putting it, but that's the no, way it no. feels to I mean, me. What you're saying, what you're saying makes perfectly good sense, man. I, you know, I'm not, you're not that I'm saying there's a right and wrong and what do I know? But like, you know, it's one thing I definitely love about the trials. Like you're saying, you kind of just got to let them go. It, 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 for more or less, that is what it is. I mean, we're putting the dogs down to see which dog has that ability and that natural ability. I mean, they're independently working. Yeah. I mean, you're singing to them and you're working with them and you're handling a little bit, but when push comes to shove, it's about that dog on the ground, man. You know, that dog's got to do the work. The dog's got to put in the race. The dog's got to show that heart, you know, that style, whatever that may be. So it's exactly what you're saying, man. I mean, the dog's got to put the performance on and you got to figure out a nice way to show it to everyone, show it off for everyone. Right but it, it's right. up to the dog to put the performance on. There's no doubt about that. Right. I think that's, that's one thing for Hunter. I think he's, he's wanting to get into it. He just hasn't taken that step yet. And once he takes yeah. that step, <laughs> it's going to be a landslide. <laughs> he's just going to sweep him away. <laughs> and the first step for me, you know, it, I, I never even really thought about, thought about it like that. At the time it was like, I was doing everything, right? Like I had Xena and I had already done NAVDA at that point. I had done a natural abilities test. I was going to NAVDA training days with a dog that didn't swim. I also <laughs> did an AKC hunt test with Xena in which I let her go at the breakaway and we did not see her until 15, 20 minutes later. And at that hunt test, I was told what a field trial was legitimately. And then I just went, 
I was like, hey, I'm going to play all these games and I'm going to figure out what I like and what the dog's good at. And, you know, we went to that first trial and that was like a little cultural shock for me. Trailers, horses, 25, 30 dogs staked out. And I was like, this is interesting. Okay, I could, uh, I could, I could play with this a little bit. And, uh, you know, here we are. You know, I'm second season and, uh, you know, I run them as much as I can. We got... We did. Uh, we did finally win our first horseback uh, amateur gun dog stake with Echo the other weekend, which was uh, super exciting. And uh, we got some, we got some placements on Ruby, her first puppy placements and stuff. So uh, we're rolling along, man. We're uh, we're figuring it out as we go, like I said, and we're having a lot of fun doing it. How many? Uh, get, how did that uh, the brace with echo when she won how how was that like give us a little that was me holding on to a horse for dear life and trying to keep up with her because she was running like a bat out of hell man she was tearing it up no joke i it was just it was a it was a dog performance it was a straight dog performance man she she laid it down she had three really beautiful broke finds you know where the other dog had to back her in all the circumstances. She uh, she was far out enough in front where I was trying to get the horse to move fast enough and keep an eye on her that I had turned my head for such a long period to watch her. By the time I looked back forward, I had like a one-inch branch nail me right in the neck, and I had a nice gash in my neck for about a week because I was trying to get the horse to keep up with her, and I'm trying to watch her at the same time, and I – that horse walked me right into a tree, man. So that's how the brace went. <laughs> that's how the brace went. But you got the nice, pretty blue ribbon at the end. <laughs> got, you know, she got it. Well, we went home and found out later, which is always the case because I never stay. I, you know, it's hard to stay if you don't have the camper and the place to stay for the the dinners and the placements and stuff, which I got to start being better about. But uh, yeah, when we found out, I thought they were kidding with me, man. They were like, no, man, she won. No joke. I'm like, I'm coming back right now. I'll drive two hours. I'll be right back. So I got there in the morning, and they had that ribbon and uh, trophy, a perpetual trophy that the club uh, has waiting for us. And I was like on cloud nine, man. They're like, do you want to take a picture with her? I'm like, are you kidding me? I drove two hours back to take a picture. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to take a picture. That's why I'm here. But uh, no, um, it was awesome. And, uh, you know, she's got me excited about continuing uh, kind of campaigning her. You know, I, I do have her in a utility test in the fall. And um, I don't think I'm breaking any hearts or anything. But uh, I might pull her out of that right now just because um, she's – she's having success in this. And if the dog's going to succeed in something, I'm going to continue doing that. You know, I, I like watching her do it and I like watching her love doing it. And that's what I love. So I'm going to, I'm going to continue on this path. If uh, she continues succeeding, I don't see why stopping it. Yeah. And those are, those are two, like I started doing a little bit of training with, with Teddy for, for a UT test. It probably won't be until the spring of next year, but like that is too, I know I haven't trialed any, but like I know the trial game a little bit, like it is way different, a UT test and a, at least in my opinion, like it's night and day. It's all, I, I, I'm not trying to speak for NAVDA or speak uh, for field trials, but in my opinion, it's not, they're different worlds. I, yeah. I would have a hard time continuing to me myself. I mean, I'm sure there's people that can do it. You know, I don't want to knock anybody. Me myself, I would have a hard time training my dog to run horseback field trials all this spring and then fall and try to run her in a UT test. You know, I, I feel like that's me asking too much of her. Um, is the UT test in her future? It probably is. I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that we can get to that level and train to it. But, um, she's succeeding in this game right now, man. And I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to ride this out until uh, we see where it goes. So what's up? So where's Zena been? Like, what's she up to? <laughs> Are you running her? What's going on? <laughs> Zena's, 
I keep her I keep her hiding in the truck. I don't like anybody to know that uh, I got her waiting in the room. But uh, no, um, I like to. I don't. I don't like saying this. I tell my. Uh, I like to tell my good friends that uh, you know Zena was like my project. You know, I did everything with her. She did everything for me and has done everything with me. And uh, I know that she was bred kind of as a trial dog. And now that I know a lot more than I do when I got her two and a half years ago, you know, I'm just trying to do right by her and get her into that, you know, trial mindset and just have her be ready for the game. So, you know, we're training for it, you know, we train, you know, on a weekly basis. She's, uh, she's just about there. I actually got her entered into an open limited gun dog, um, next week. So that'll be her first trial. Uh, it's been a while, actually. I, I don't even really know how long, but, um, yeah, no, I just been, uh, you know, I wanted to do, do it the right way. I didn't want to just throw her into the ring knowing that she would break on birds and teach bad habits. And, uh, Honestly, I was more nervous to put her into a brace where she would break in front of other dogs and have, you know, people think kind of poorly of her. And I don't want to put her out there to kind of put a bad uh, image of her out there, if you know what I mean. You know, I kind of got to think about it all when you're playing the trial game. You know, you're showing the dog off. So I'm going to enter her, like I said, next week. And um, she should uh, fare pretty well. She's... uh, been standing pretty good for us on her bird. So I think uh, I think she'll do pretty well this season, and I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, I obviously I've only hunted with her one time, but, I mean, you have two – I mean, obviously I don't know the puppy, but um, you have two fantastic short hairs. Like, they were – of. I haven't hunted with hundreds of dogs or anything, but they were <laughs> two of the best that I've – I've seen hunted with, uh, especially when it comes to the, to the short hair world. I, I very much appreciate that, man. I do because I, I mean, I'm sure you've seen, it seems more often than not, you know, you're hunting with somebody and at least one of the dogs in the group, you know, someone's always got a short hair in the truck. So you see a lot of them. So, you know, I appreciate that. I, I love putting the time in with them and working with them. And it's, uh, you know, it's for me and it's for the people that I hunt with. I love, I love bringing people out with my dogs and I love letting people watch them work. So to hear you say that, it, it means a lot to me. It really does. Yeah. I mean, they were just, I don't know. I like the way, especially Echo. I mean, the way she hunts um, and then Zena, obviously that. She's hardcore, man. <laughs> she is hardcore. You're going, you go, obviously you said you're going to go back to Kansas this year. Um, you talked about maybe Georgia. Hopefully we'll get together here in North Carolina at some point or, or even Definitely. us come up to Jersey. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, where, uh, where would be your dream up one hunt? Like caught co- no, like cost doesn't matter. Like you're not like, you're not paying for it. It's all included. Like, what are you doing? I feel like I just want to say Texas because there's just so much private land and I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm missing something, right? Like I'm I got to be missing something. If it's all private, there's got to be birds. Something's got to be going on why I can't go hunt it. So, that's just off the cuff, I would say that, but honestly, I'm um I'm one to uh not uh, take things lightly. So, Kansas was a big dream of mine and I just um I just booked in and went for it, man. I, uh, I loved it. And I had a, a phenomenal experience. You know, it didn't, I'm lucky it worked out that way. We had really good weather. It was actually, you know, unparticularly warm. And, uh, that was definitely like in my mind when I started doing all this research about trips and, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, and, you know, Montana, whatever, all these places, you know, Kansas was just in my mind. I'm like, it's, it's, it's the center of America. It's like the middle, it's the middle of it. And it's just, I wanted to be there. And I said, I'm going to go there no matter what. And we did, but, um, yeah, man, I don't know why Texas, I want to go to Texas. I want to, I want to hunt Texas bad. You see everything that's posted with Texas and it's like all these 20, 30 Covey days. Like, yeah, I'd like to go down there too. (laughs) Yeah. Let me hunt on horseback. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
I haven't been on a horse in I don't know how long, but I want to so bad. And I'm gonna get this kid sitting on a horse like I'm not sitting on a horse. He's gonna be on a horse. Like <laughs> that's my entire goal for like the next it might take me ten years to do it, but he's gonna get on a horse. Unless they make like a side saddle for a horse. Listen, if we're all if we're all somewhere and you're on a horse and I'm on a horse, he's getting on a horse. <laughs> Well, the best part is his girlfriend owns horses, and like he's like petrified of them. I ain't doing Don't it. even tell me that. Don't even tell me. That. She's got like four or five. Not doing it. Send one up. Send one up. <laughs> but we were gonna we're gonna do like a. Um, we don't want to keep it too too long, but we want to do. We're gonna start adding in this little like rapid fire, like off the cuff, random questions here at the end uh, with people. So obviously, I ask him. About his dream hunt, if you want to do the next one. Yeah. Um, let's do a fun one here. Favorite shotgun you do own or one that you want to own and what gauge? Yeah, you guys know I'm a side-by-side nut. So um, my favorite gun, honestly, is a 20-gauge L.C. Smith field grade that I, uh, I just can't stop picking up. Between all this crap back here, that's – I'm always picking that one up and I honestly just it's because I probably shoot it the best I'm sure but um I actually bought it off um an uncle of mine who was collecting side by sides oddly enough he didn't really do much hunting with them but was collecting them and I purchased it off him and uh that is definitely my favorite gun I just for whatever reason have a connection with it I killed my first birds with it and whatnot and it's just it's like that's my gun. You know what I mean? Right. Oh yeah. Everybody has that one go-to, that one go-to gun. I could probably uh, go buy 20 more and I'll still pick that one up. So yeah. that's, that's the one. <laughs> I know the feeling. I just, I know whenever we went, I was carrying my, uh, my Franke LX, but, uh, I don't know. It might've been a week after that or so. I went and got a, uh, CZ, the Bob White G2 bought it in okay. 28 gauge. That's the only thing I carry. Oh, nice. I'm going to carry that all next season. I'm not even going to mess nice, with any nice. runners anymore now. Um, <laughs> See, I brought them down, and that was it. Now you guys are it's converted. Just, it's just different, you know. It's, I, I think it's more traditional. So. Hey, nostalgic hey, man. Me, you know, mm. we we both bought the same side by side, the CZ28, and uh, I found 16 coveys of wild quail this year, like between North Carolina and Georgia. It took me to the last day the last run i shot every gun i had i've got a ruger red label 12 gauge i've got countless over unders like i've got semi-autos like 28 gauges like that's what i shoot the most 410 like i'll shoot most i shoot 410 or the 28 gauge i shot every gun i had and it took me to the last day the first hunt with that bob white and i finally shot my first bird this year like it's so now you're never putting it down <laughs> it was brutal man like it was the worst shooting year i've ever had and i don't know hopefully Listen, that gun don't, I, around. me too man i don't want to talk about the shooting year i've already mentioned it enough <laughs> drove all the way out to kansas and didn't kill a single wild bird <laughs> tough ride home okay tough ride home <laughs> Favorite training aid or biggest thing you've learned from training? I'm sorry, training? Yep. Training aid. Training aid or biggest Like, is there thing one thing that you always grab other than a blank pistol? <laughs> I live with the launchers in my truck. I don't, I go to work with the launchers in my truck. <laughs> it's a uh, <laughs> launcher. Without those, I'm absolutely helpless. But I honestly, I think I attribute that to, um, I feel like I do a lot by myself. Not that I'm saying nobody helps me. I have a lot of help and a lot of people, but, um, you know, I'm a nut. I'm out there as much as I can be. So I'll go alone and, um, without the launchers, I'm, I'm helpless. Yeah. It's so hard to, especially when you're trying to get a dog to be broke. And when you're starting to work that from the puppy stage to the broke stage, you can't do it with one person and not have a launcher in my opinion. Like maybe professionals can, but like me as a, Amateur, like there is zero percent chance I can do it, and there's nothing worse than going out there and like having the launcher and pressing the button and the thing doesn't launch, and you got to go kick up the launcher. <laughs> I, you know, the the little pins I have the DTs at least, so it's got that pin. Those things yeah, came yeah, off the very first, 
the first time I left that in by accident, I was like, why are these even on here? Rip them off. But yeah, man, those launchers are, they're like everything to me. They, they live in my truck. I, I got the next, the next one, the next dog breed you will own, not a GSP. That's not even fair. I want too many. But, um, <laughs> I'm going to say if I'm being honest with myself, it's a pointer. Um, I kind of just know myself. Uh, I do really, really want a red setter. I really do. But um, my next dog is going to end up being a pointer. That's not a GSP. I, I just Why? Why? I love watching that athleticism, man. And you screwed it up by showing me Anne, so I blame you. <laughs> well, she is she is a special dog. Um, that's another reason why I want to get into trialing is to to showcase her and her abilities. Because I mean, I, I know that she's not a a open shooting dog class because she's not going to run that race. But I think she could be a, a gun dog or even um, or she may be a hell of a walking dog. Um, it's just I don't know. I, I'm lean more that way. Obviously, I started with short hairs. Um, I had two short hairs before yeah. I had two pointers. Um, I just I don't know. I'm not saying I will never own another short hair because obviously I will like they have a special place in my heart um, being yeah. my first dogs and stuff. But like there's just something. And then Darrell, he's just screws me all up because like watching his dogs <laughs> run and being able to hunt with him and then watching all the you know i i'm addicted to watching especially like when the national championship rolls around like i'm all about it like i don't know they're those I'm dogs all over i can't i'm like reading like american field every day i'm it's yeah. i know what you're talking about man. i i, I don't know it. with and me I, I think another reason for me with the pointers is southeastern quail hunting i believe like you have to have a pointer like i don't know they're the dog yeah they're the they're the traditional dog those and setters obviously um i don't know i may may look at a setter at some point but like it's just the pointers are just they they've kind of taken over my heart as well so it's funny you know i kind of you know a big reason i say it is because i guess i'm around a lot of them you know trialing and stuff they're just always around and involved in the game and i see a lot of them but um i don't see a lot of them hunting necessarily you know around here obviously i i guess i actually see besides short hairs i see a lot of britneys um yeah. but um at the pointer to me <clears throat> it's funny because i i love how you look at it because you love looking at it in the aspect of like the trialing also and like how they show in that aspect i want one to hunt man I want to hunt my pointer. Like I love the image of the pointer on point. Like I love that beautiful style and that beautiful, tall, high head, tall tail point. Like I want to hunt over that. Not that I don't want to trial it, but you know, I'm, I'm a little bit hard headed. And now that I'm in the short hairs and trialing the short hairs, you know, I have some goals, you know, within that little world myself. So I'm going to stay the short hair trialing route, but, um, yeah, man, I want a pointer to hunt. I want to. I want to hunt over a beautiful dog, and you, nobody can tell me that a good-looking pointer on point isn't something beautiful to hunt over. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it, they're just—I don't know. To me, they're just different, and they're so elegant. The way they move, like obviously, we've hunted with—I've hunted with short hairs, I've hunted with vishlas, I've hunted with all other types of breeds. But like to what they just move different. Like they're just built different. They they charge the cover so much different it grabs your attention man you can't not watch you can't not watch that's the best part about it 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 draws you in uh i, I reckon we can end on this one um favorite bird species to hunt we know is quail <laughs> or woodcock they're debatable species it depends, on, it depends who i'm talking to i don't want to tell everybody <laughs> there you go species that you haven't got to hunt yet that is like top of the bucket list uh, I have a hankering to chase grouse in New York because it's so close. It's like right next door and I just haven't done it. And like people, I guess, even travel to upstate New York, not from far away, but at least, you know, upstate New York is, um, 
at least gives me good opportunity. You know, it's not like looking for a grouse in northern New Jersey when the last one was seen in like 1995. But like, you know, people hunt grouse in upstate New York. So I could do a short trip up there a few hours and at least, you know, know that I'm in an area that I can have success. And, uh, you know, obviously everyone talks about the grouse being the king of the uplands. And I want to see what they're talking about. You know, I got to see. I've had exposures with them. Uh, I mean, this this last year I went to went to Wisconsin um, and got into a few, but it's very different. Uh, I mean, the only way that I can explain it is I also had a double jump up right in front of me, so that might have been half of the the sound. But it literally sounds like a helicopter is taking off. It's completely different than your quail. Completely different than woodcock. It just, they look like they're 52 feet wide and it's just the loudest flush that you will ever see. I mean, it, it's, it is wild to, to experience that and to do it in Wisconsin on my first trip with Onyx was, I mean, that's something I'll always remember. Yeah, no, that's, you know, that's just exactly what I want to experience. That's why, you know, I haven't, I'm going to say I haven't had the opportunity. I haven't just thought about it really to do it yet. And I'm still learning so much about even the games that I like doing that, you know, I know I'll get there eventually. So, um, when it does happen, I'm sure it'll, uh, be something that I'm going to start wanting to do more often as well. Uh, like I said, I don't want to hold you too long. I appreciate you doing it. Um, of course. I guess last, last thought would be, what would your advice be to somebody, whether it's to get into trialing or hunting or getting the first dog and, Again, obviously none of us are professionals, but like, what would you, what would be your advice? Like, what would you recommend somebody do as their first step? Uh, you know, I'm going to just use the trialing boat because, uh, I, you know, I kind of, as far as personally, at least, you know, I know what I want to do in the trialing world with short hairs or what I hope to accomplish or hope to do. So I intend to be heavily involved in the trials with the short hairs for a long time. So I'll, my only piece of advice I could give since I'm so new to it is, you know, the biggest thing for me was finding that one mentor in the trial world. You know, the guy that I'm hooked up with now, um, you know, teaches me everything, you know, from tacking horses to running dogs, to handling the dogs, to, to the medicines that he gives the dogs on the road to, you know, everything and his information has been invaluable to me and without that i'd probably be absolutely nowhere you know i've had success you know probably luck a lot of luck and a lot of <laughs> some a lot of luck and some success mm -hmm. and hopefully you know hooking up with that mentor will uh just help me uh connect the dots quicker and i think anyone will find themselves um a lot better off to find that mentor that they can work with and really connect with and you know, that'll help you a long way. Cool. Well, as far as the podcast goes, I think we'll probably end there. Obviously, uh, everybody can follow you along. Uh, your Instagram is three Z's GSPs. Uh, if they want yeah, to with underscores. And, but, yeah, no, we're out there. And, uh, you know, you'll see pictures of uh, hopefully some more dogs with ribbons going forward. And uh, hopefully me on horseback more often. That'll, that's that's the goal. <laughs>